What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the At The Buzzer podcast. Before we start, I'd just like to apologize. It's been so long. I've actually gone on a trip to Maine, so it's been a three-hour time difference, so it's been hard to find a time to record. And also, we thought it would be good to do one big episode right before free agency where we covered the finals, the draft. We didn't know it now, but of course, the Russell Westbrook to the Lakers trade is also big news. And of course, free agency starts tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern. So let's get right into it. I'm joined by my co-host, Zach Gottlieb. Zach, the Bucks win the finals. Giannis drops 50. First NBA finals in very long time. Yeah, well, I don't know if you guys remember, but my original prediction was Bucks in seven, and the Bucks actually won in six, surprisingly. Yes. And I'm I was excited that the Bucks won. I just wanted to see Giannis win. I mean, as much as I wanted to see Chris Paul win, I don't know. I just felt like Giannis has been getting so much like hate about like oh you can't like make it to the finals and make it. And, and like win a championship so it's just like nice to see him win yeah what yeah. are what are your thoughts on that because i know you wanted the suns to win i think uh i i wanted to see a good nba finals i mean it's the first nba finals that lebron hadn't been in and you know yeah. before 2019 for how i don't know like 10 years or whatever so i mean I was rooting for a good finals, but I mean, I picked the Suns in six or seven or something to start this series. And, you know, after they went up 2-0, I fully believed that they were going to win. But, um, you know, I'm 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 shocked that the Bucks actually came back and won. But um, the way they played in game six and how Giannis did dropping 50 and then ordering like 5,500 chicken nuggets or something afterwards from Chick-fil-A, I think they they do deserve they do deserve all the credit they're getting. And um they can definitely um, they can definitely try to improve their roster this offseason. And, you know, they're only going to get better, all their players, except for, you know, Drew Holiday or, you know, they're they're in their they're in the middle of their primes or Giannis hasn't even hit his yet. So they're just going to keep improving as a team. And I think this is similar to 2019 where, you know, Kawhi Leonard won the NBA championship and everyone said that, you know, he was the next, you know, he was the best player in the NBA. But. You know, this is this is a bit similar because, you know, in that NBA Finals, you know, Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant weren't healthy. And to be fair, nobody was beating the Warriors if they were healthy. But it, the same thing in this playoffs, if KD, Kyrie, and James Harden were all healthy, you know, nobody was going to beat that team either. So, I mean, I think they do deserve it. But, you know, even a, a semi-ish healthy Buck, uh, Nets team still took them to seven. But... I do think they deserve it, and um, I'm very glad that Giannis uh, got a ring. Definitely. And I feel like the role players should also get a lot of credit. I mean, Giannis had 50 and all and had a monster series. But, I mean, without Holiday and Middleton really stepping up, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like... They have their they, own big three. Yeah, they have their own big three. Well, I'm yeah. sure you guys have heard a lot about the finals in other podcasts, if you do listen to those. But speaking of big threes, the Lakers have traded Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and their t- number 22 draft pick in the draft Thursday for Russell freaking Westbrook, who is now on the Lakers. He joins LeBron James and Anthony Davis to combine a big three. And right as after he got traded, 
the rumor came out that they met at his, at LeBron's house two weeks before Westbrook actually did get traded to discuss how it would work out. But Westbrook to the Lakers. Zach, what do you think of this move? And the question will fit. I I don't know. This is one of those things where it's either going to be a great fit and it's just going to be a load off LeBron and Westbrook's going to like do really well and fit into that role. Or it's just going to be like a spacing catastrophe. And as a Lakers fan, I'm really hoping for the former. I don't really know because we don't have a lot of shooting now. I mean, we traded away KCP who was shooting like whatever from third. I think it was like he, he was our best. He was our best. He was our best three point shooter. Yeah. Yeah, and like last year we weren't that good from behind the arc, and we are just downgrading. And LeBron's the type of player where his whole thing really is driving and kicking to shooters, and we don't really have shooters. We know? don't have I mean, shooters. So, you know, we spend so much time focusing on what Russell Westbrook can't do, but, you know, he does take the load off of LeBron. He does. He does. He, does. he, he is great at getting the ball to the center. He's great at getting the ball to to a big. And and Anthony Davis will play more War 5 center. now. But, yeah. you know, the deal actually isn't official until August 6th. So the deal as of right now is KCP, Harold, Kuzma, and a first-round pick to um, to um, to Washington. And as we're stalking, I just saw that Kyle Lowry to the Miami Heat is getting a crazy amount of steam. We'll get to all the free agency craziness in just a bit. But, you know, the deal isn't official to August 6th. So, you know, if the Lakers did want to work in a signing trade or something with Dennis Schroeder to, in order to get like Buddy Heald from the Sacramento Kings as well to get some shooting because, you know, they, they had those two deals on the table and ultimately they did choose the Westbrook one, but I'm sure Lakers fans would be happy um, to get both of them. Yeah, definitely. Heald would just be a great fit with the a Lakers. Great fit, space the but floor. One thing is the cap space because LeBron is making 40 million. Westbrook's getting like $44 million. Ooh, they, Davis they, is getting like $35, $34 million. Yes, they... And Heald's making like 24 so I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, we're yeah, way over that. Like, I, they, they have a lot of, of uh, financial concerns, but, you know, the Lakers have shown time and time again that they're willing to spend money, and, you know, that... That's kind of the best quality in the NBA. Like, if you want to win championships, then you, you know, you usually have to spend. Um, you can't, you can't be a cheapskate and, you know, win the NBA Finals every year. So, the Lakers, they they do acquire Westbrook. I'm I'm more of a believer in this fit, just because as free agency comes up, because they got Westbrook, that just lines up so many more, you know, veterans that are like, this team now has three superstars on it they are on a collision course right with the Brooklyn Nets to be in the finals. And this is a team that if I join, I'll have a very high probability of getting a ring. And so I think that the, the, you know, the veterans will, will want to come to LA, you know, and I think they would have wanted to come to LA regardless of Westbrook. But I mean, I think this just makes it all the more likely. Yeah. Um, I mean, we definitely need some shooting. So if we could get a guy like JJ Redick or I don't know, that type of player. Yeah, I've heard that um, Patty Mills is a name yeah. being thrown around. Yeah, something like that. Just yeah, so but like... we'll get to all the free agency craziness in a, 
just a few minutes, but final thoughts on Westbrook to the Lakers act. Do you think it's going to work out or uh, you think it's, it's going honestly to be a, a boom or bust a spacing nightmare? Honestly. Yeah. And the other thing is like, I don't know if you've seen all the memes about like LeBron and Westbrook competing for like that last rebound or last assist. The triple double. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I don't know. I mean, you can argue I've seen, with like when players. Oh, go ahead. You can argue with Westbrook's. Um, you can argue with his. You know, you can argue with his stats or with his. You know, intentions, but you can't argue with. I mean, I think this is like last year was like the third out of the fourth year he averaged a triple double for the year, right? Yeah, yeah, so, he did. And I mean, you may not like where you know. There, there was that one game that I'll always remember back in Oklahoma City in one year where basically what Westbrook did is I think the Thunder were up like one, 121 to 190. And Westbrook had a wide open layup on each possession. And he just kept lobbing the ball to Steven Adams over and over again to try to get, try to get his 10th assist. Or he, he was flying in for every rebound to try to get his 10th rebound and, you know, he got mad when one of when Terrence Ferguson took a rebound away from him. But um, I, I really think, you know, Westbrook, the numbers don't lie in basketball. And, you know, Westbrook is Westbrook is that third option that the Lakers have struggled with last year. You know, you couldn't really count on Dennis Schroeder or Kyle Kuzma or Mantras Harrell. I mean, one of them would could have stepped up any given night, but you know what you're getting with Russell Westbrook. And I think that that consistency is really big for this team. Yeah, that's the thing about having three superstars. Like, with two, it's like one of them may not have a good night. And then, you know. The other one has to carry the load, right? With one player. Yeah. And the other thing is, I mean, this year, we were really, I mean, hurt by injuries. And if we did Westbrook in the playoffs against the Suns when AD was injured, I mean, that series probably would have, that, that probably would have been. Well, if we had Westbrook, if we had Westbrook, we wouldn't have been in that position in the first place. Because when LeBron was injured, right, all Dennis Schroeder came in and he ran the offense. And I think Dennis Schroeder is a really good player, but I think he he's not. He just wasn't a good fit for the Lakers. He was a good fit for the Thunder. Yeah, he was was a good fit for like a six man role. Yeah, I I just think Schroeder, you know. He could, I think the Lakers' offense was, like, worse in the league when he ran it instead of LeBron with AD. And, you know, if they had Westbrook last year, you know, that's a guy who can – he can create his own shot very easily. He can find others. You know, he can get Anthony Davis involved more than, you know, Dennis Schroeder could. And so, you know, we would have won a lot more games had Russell Westbrook been the point guard um, as, uh, instead of Dennis Schroeder. And so we, we could have been the fourth or the fifth seed – if Dennis Schroeder hadn't, you know, run those games and our whole playoff run could have turned out differently, but you know, it's too late for that now. So we've got Westbrook, we're going into this year and um, we'll see what the Lakers do in this free agency period. But one more thing before we get to that, Zach, a couple nights ago was the NBA draft. Kata Cunningham goes first overall to the Detroit Pistons. All 60 picks were good. And, you know, our Lakers, they signed five guys right after the draft ended. Um, and they were all projected to be, like, uh, high second rounders. So, you know, what do you think about what the Lakers did in the draft, even though, you know, they didn't have a pick? Or, well, they did, but they traded away to Oklahoma City. I mean, 
Washington. But, um, you know, what did you think of what the all the other moves the teams made? And, um, yeah, what do you think about the, the whole draft, Zach? Well, I just want to start with, like, the first few picks. The first pick, I mean, that's just a no-brainer. You need your franchise player. That's your franchise player. Especially because Detroit is... I mean, he's Detroit a 6 is... point guard. Yeah, Detroit's so not a big, a big team, so they're not going to be attracting yeah. many free agents. Yeah. And then, at number two, I mean, people are like, oh, they, they could get, like, Evan Mobley, maybe. But I think Jalen Green's the guy to get, because you need someone to turn around the franchise. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, you already have Christian Wood. I just don't know if Evan Mobley would be, like, the best fit there. And you just lost James Harden. You kind of want another, like, flashy, athletic guy that's really just going to get people to come to the game. So I thought that was a good pick. I mean, I also think he is superstar upside, Jalen Green. So we'll see about that. And then the Cavs getting Evan Mobley at three. I thought that was a solid pick. They already have a lot of bigs. They have, like, Jared Allen and, like, Nance and, like, other guys. So, you know, I I guess they'll be looking to move them. Maybe they'll keep Allen and have Mobley, too. I don't know. But I think Mobley's just, like, a really good player, solid player. So I think that's still a good pick. They're on um, – after that, it was pretty, like – I think Scotty Barnes went a little high. I thought Suggs should have been there. Definitely, yeah. Suggs fell to, I think, like, he fell to eight or something, right? Uh, I think it was, like, six. Suggs fell to six? Yeah. Okay. I mean, the whole draft was kind of, you know, overshadowed by the Russell Westbrook trade. Everybody was talking about that. And, you know, there are a few other, uh, you know, minor trades there. Landry Shamit to the Phoenix Suns. And, um, you know, some teams traded up in the draft. and. You know, yeah. the Knicks traded both of their picks away, which is a, a very Knicks-like thing to do. Keon Johnson went to the Clippers, and uh, the Knicks didn't get anybody. <laughs> yeah, and I think the Mavs are looking, or something happened with, like, Josh Richardson and the Mavs. Yeah. So, um, I mean... The draft was kind of what we expected. There wasn't many, you know, huge surprises. Um, it, there wasn't like a wow pick. It wasn't like, you know, Jalen Green would get picked first over the over Kate Cunningham. But, I mean, the real thing that is coming up tomorrow, Zach, is free agency. And this yeah. market is so crazy. There are so many players looking to sign with a lot of teams. And I'm, I'm really excited because – you know, I love basketball. I love sports, but you know, the building the roster of a team is the you know the part that is the most exciting to me. He is definitely a free agent. Although I I do agree with you, Zach. I think he will stay with the Clippers. Um, but um, you know, we we're not sure. You know, Kawhi surprised us in 2019. Everybody thought he was going to go back to Toronto or go to the Lakers, and he went to the Clippers. So you know, we've seen Kawhi do crazier things. So. I do think he'll end up with the Clippers, but would I be shocked if he ended up with the Knicks or the Mavericks or the Warriors even? Not really. Oh, yeah. That would be funny. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll go to the Warriors. That's sort of like a ring. Definitely more likely than the Clippers. It's more of a Kevin he... Durant type move. Yeah, basically. I mean, the Mavs, I don't 
I don't know if you know this, but the Mavs are my second favorite team in the league. I did know Luka. that. Yes, I, I um, love Luka. I think when yeah. LeBron retires, I'll probably be a, a Luka fan. Um, he's such a great player, and he's been killing it for the in the Olympics for a... Yeah. I haven't really been keeping yeah. up with the Olympics as much, but... I haven't. I've been, I've been keeping up isn't... with uh, the MLB trade deadline and, um, you know, of course, free agency over yeah. here. But... Um, yeah, let, let's see. We've got a lot of uh, the point guard market out here is a lot. You know, obviously, we've got Schroeder, who we already talked about. We've got, you know, Kyle Lowry as a free agent. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of, you know, very solid point guards that could go to a lot of different teams. And, you know, as us being a Lakers fan, Zach, I think the most thing we're going to talk about on this podcast is, you know, is Lakers-wise. But, you know, the, the Lakers... The Lakers, after they signed Westbrook, we said that they would have a lot of a lot of suitors lining up for them. And um, you know, one name that's been tossed around a lot was Carmelo Anthony. You know, banana boat reunion. Yeah. Um, him and LeBron James never played together in their career, but it would be certainly interesting to see that work out. Um, but um, I think it's almost a guarantee that Carmelo Anthony goes to the Lakers because a report earlier today said that he was just awaiting a call from the Lakers on Monday. So I think it's almost a done yeah. deal that Carmelo yeah, sides with the Lakers. Um, and I imagine they'll probably offer him the veteran minimum because I don't think they want to use part of their taxpayer yeah. exception to side him. And that's really the only thing the Lakers can probably. do um, other than, you know, veteran minimums. They, they have a 5.9 mid-level exception which they can split between multiple players or they can spend it all on one player. And then they only have five players under contract, LeBron, AD, Westbrook, and then two of them are Mark Gasol and Alfonso McKinney, who aren't going to be huge contributors next year. So a lot of those players that they're going to have who are either going to be starters or bench pieces are going to be on the veteran minimum. And yeah. getting Westbrook certainly helps with that because a lot of players will now want to come to the Lakers. You know, we've heard names like, Rudy Gay, Patty Mills, Carmelo Anthony, you know, Jeff Green, Dwight Howard wants to come back. One name that's been really interesting to me, and I don't want to come, but I mean, I'm sure a lot of Lakers fans do, um, is DeMar DeRozan has a, is, is considering taking the mid-level exception to come to the Lakers. And obviously, as of right now, the Lakers three-point shooting is already God awful and DeRozan's yeah. not going to help that at all because he's a mid-range specialist I personally am against the DeRozan signing what do you think Seth if we hadn't traded for Westbrook and it got to he would I would think it would be a good addition but I don't know because is he a terrible shooter I mean he's like decent now Compared to like most years, like last year, yeah. shot like fine, wasn't horrid. Nowhere near great though. Yeah, and I think um, that yeah. we just need like knockdown shooters though. We we do, and we also need uh three and D three and D yeah. because we traded Bay our best two wings in Kuzma and um, Kuzma and oh. KCP, so um, we, we definitely do need to get those players, um, you know, those types of players back, but. I mean, it's definitely interesting what the Lakers will do. And the only other thing they can really do to improve their chances of getting players is, of course, they have bird rights on both Alex Caruso and Helen Horton Tucker. 
I think it's very critical that they, you know, retain those guys just because they're young and they're going to be, you know, future parts of the team. And what's especially important for the Lakers is when they sign these veteran minimum deals, right? It is very hard at the trade deadline to trade, you know, $1.62 million and $2.5 million to another team because there's not many of that quality players who make $4 million that are worth trading for. But it, because you have bird rights and Alex Russo, you can go over the cap to sign him. So you can sign Alex Russo and pay him $10 million, or you can sign Taylor Horton Tucker for $12 million a year. And then you can package those guys and you'll have a salary of about $22 million a year. And then those are some guys out there on the trade market that you are completely worth trading for. For example, Kyle Kuzma. Before Kyle Kuzma got his extension before the year, right? Kyle Kuzma made $3.5 billion. Yeah. And assuming he didn't get his $13 million extension, there was no way that they were going to be able to make the Westbrook trade. But now that he made $13 million, they were able to ma- match the extension they were able to match the contracts with Westbrook so that's another important thing because you know you get the bigger contracts and the one other thing they can do is they can try to execute a sign and trade with Dennis Schroeder and and the thing about Schroeder is there are two things that have to happen in order for the Lakers to try to do a shine and trade one Schroeder has to want to go to a team that doesn't have cap space and the team who and the team has to want Schroeder, right? They have to offer Dennis Schroeder a contract that doesn't have cap space. Because if they do have cap space, there's no reason for them to do a shining trade because they're not getting they could just sign him straight up and do it. So so basically what can happen is let's say, you know, let's say let's say a team like uh, I don't know, let's say a team like the Brooklyn Nets, for example. There's no reason they would want to sign Schroeder, but just, just in case they do, let's just do some example. Let's say the Brooklyn Nets want to sign Dennis Schroeder, right? And they don't have cap space. And Dennis Schroeder wants to go to the Brooklyn Nets. What they can do is the Lakers can come in and say, hey, we'll sign Dennis Schroeder because they do have bird rights on him and trade him to you. And we'll also give you a second round pick for free and in order to entice Brooklyn into doing that deal because – if they just sign and trade him, you know, there's no reason for the Nets to do it other than to get Schroeder. So what they can do is they can say, we'll give you a second round pick for free. And in exchange, we'll take a, you know, however much they offer Dennis Schroeder. Let's say they offer him $15 million a year for two years. Probably so 20. Well, probably 20. 20. Well, I, I don't know like... because it is pretty funny because earlier in the year, Dennis Schroeder down to a $20 million uh, contract extension with the Lakers. So uh, it's kind of tough for him, but. I, I think he'll make around fifteen million, but um, maybe. you know that's that's up we for could the maybe day. get someone like Dinwiddie, oh, like in that situation. We could, but what else we could do? We could get a trade exception for fifteen billion dollars, and you know that's exactly what the Celtics Celtics yeah. did, uh, and they used that for uh, Evan Fournier uh, this year. By the way, don't Google his last name on uh, don't Google Evan Fournier's last name. Um, but basically, what they no, can do is they can Google it just because you said that. I know, but. I, I really love saying that. Uh, but basically what you, you want to do is, you know, you get you get yourself a trade exception and that's worth $15 million. So you can throw that in with like, say, an Alex Caruso or something. And that's more potential deals you can make at the deadline to improve your roster. So, I mean, I don't think there are, you know, many other things that we have to talk about in terms of 
free agency wise. You know, you're seeing all these names being thrown around. Uh, if you're a Lakers fan, just, you know, you're not going to get all of them because there, there are going to be a lot of teams that, you know, are going to offer them $7 million instead of taking, you know, two or $5 million with the Lakers, and, they, and they'll accept that. So tomorrow's going to be a crazy time, and um, make sure to have, uh, like, the Jump or Sports Center on at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern because, um, you know, you're going to hear sirens and Rachel Nichols going crazy, and we're like, we got another deal going down. And um, there's going to be a lot of a lot of um, interesting things going on. So make sure you're ready for it. And um, yeah, what do you think, Zach? Any any final words of advice to our guests on how to approach free agency period? Well, one thing that I noticed is or heard about is Lillard has requested a trade to like the Knicks. I think it was, and that was like his top destination. I still, I has Lillard, uh, he's publicly requested a trade by now? I believe so, yeah. Because there's, I like, mean, like, I, I think it's inevitable, like, inevitable that he'll do it at some point because, you know, I'm, I'm sure he wants to stay in Portland, but, you know, he's not going to win a title there, especially with, no. you know, that team. But um, no. it will, uh, it will certainly be an interesting, um, certainly be an interesting free agency and um we wish all of you who um who want your teams um to do well we wish all of you guys good luck and um we'll probably i'll be back in la uh, next weekend so we can record our next episode um um at our regular time so um thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the at the buzzer podcast um good luck with your team tomorrow on free agency hope you guys did well in the draft And um, thank you so much for listening.